Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 106 here on Tuesday, March 29, 2016 at NBA TV Tuesday. A special TNT Tuesday, though, as most games will be, as, as many of the games tonight will be on TNT. We will have, we have very few games tonight in the NBA, but we do have a lot to recap in the world of basketball, as a lot happened in the world of basketball here over this past, uh, over the past night. Obviously, a ton going on. When it comes to what's going on with Russell Westbrook, obviously some Team USA updates, uh, a couple of things that happened uh, you know, on the court that were a little interesting when it came to Carmelo Anthony, and a couple of things we'll get to as well. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, you know, uh, The Lakers got beat by the most they've gotten beat in, by in franchise history. I don't know how it can get any lower for the Los Angeles Lakers as they are 15-59. and 59. We'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. Uh, some logo changes. We're going to change the logo a little bit to meet the qualifications of Blog Talk Radio and other circumstances. We're going to get through that today. And obviously, if my phone goes out, it's all right. and uh, it exactly, it's it's been doing that lately. If you haven't been listening to the podcast, I, I'm apologizing in advance, but that could happen again today. You'll hear music if I fall off the air, and you'll know why. So again, we're going to recap the NBA for you today. We're going to talk about all the headline news and all the stories that are going on in the NBA, and then we'll go from there. And we will make it work for you. Kevin Hart, where are you at, man? I don't see you in the building. Hey, there he is. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Let's, uh, let's, get, let's get this going. Let's just recap how the night went last night. Heat beat the Nets 110 to 99. Again, the Nets uh, just, they were playing good basketball, and then all of a sudden they fell off again. Uh, the Heat get, a, get another victory 110 to 99. They are abs- they're playing good, pretty good basketball right now. I mean, they're still hovering in the middle pack of the Eastern Conference. They're right there, half a game up on the Boston Celtics at the number four spot. One game back of the Atlanta Hawks, two games back in the win column behind the Atlanta Hawks for the third seed. They got home home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. That can get you a lot further than you think, especially in a year like this in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Miami Heat get the victory. They're now 43-30 and 30 as they keep moving on forward. The Thunder, yes, story of the night. Absolutely no debate, no doubt about it. The story of the night on Monday uh, March 28th, today is episode 106. In the SeatGeek studios, if you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558. And feel free to call in, please do, please do so. The phone number again, 323-642-1558. My name is Simo Buckets here on episode 106 of the Hooper's Log, but story of the night last night on Monday night, uh, March 28, 2016, Russell Westbrook getting his seventh triple, yes, 
Seventh triple-double in the month of March and 16th overall in the season as he went for 26 points, 12 assists, 11 rebounds in the win over the Toronto Raptors, 119-100. to And they're now 52-22, and locking down that third spot in the East in the Western Conference. I don't see really anybody else catching them. The Thunder are absolutely dominating, and Kevin Durant almost had a near triple-double as well. He scored over 30 points in this one. The Thunder get it done. And you talk about a team that is now – that really is now uh, gelling, clicking at the right time in the, in the Oklahoma City Thunder. They dominated the Spurs last weekend. They dominated the Raptors tonight in Toronto. Uh, they're clicking at the right time. They got about two weeks to go. I mean, they got about two weeks left in the regular season, and they are playing their best basketball I've seen all year, and Russell Westbrook is, is virtually unguardable. This is, this is the most this is the most triple-doubles in one month that we've seen since Michael Jordan did it in April of 1989. Think about that. Since April of 1989, before I was even born. I wasn't even a thought yet. I was, I was nothing. It had been a year since I'd even been thought of yet. And Russell Westbrook has as many triple-doubles as Michael Jordan did in Michael Jordan did in April of 1989. And think about this. April of 1989 is when the playoffs start. So back then, Michael Jordan had seven in a smaller span, but it's March. And, and Russell Westbrook has found a way to do it in the late portion of the season, like Michael Jordan did about 20, 25, 26 years ago, 27 years ago, my apologies. And it has been, uh, it has been an unbelievable ride for him. I mean, you can't – look, and I've compared this to people. I've, I've talked about this with people. With, when it comes to the athleticism and the curve that M- Michael Jordan was on at that time, athletically, in the NBA, he was a whole different being. And, and even guys like Magic and Larry Bird would tell you, look, Michael Jordan, what he did in the NBA, wasn't just legendary from the standpoint of his legacy, winning titles and all that. He also was ahead of the curve athletically. And what he could do on the basketball court at his size, 6'6", six, six, Six seven, you know, many people say he's six six. What he would do on the basketball court from an athletic perspective was something we've never seen, something as unique as Michael Jordan was, and it's something as different as he was. We never saw it. And it's the same thing for Russell Westbrook right now. And what I mean by that is look, Russell Westbrook, for all we know, we don't know if he's gonna get a title. We don't know if he'll ever win a title. We don't know if he'll ever even do what anything close to Michael Jordan's career. But when it comes to blowing away the expectations athletically, uh, really blowing away his, his opponents every single night on the basketball court, playing with the intensity that he does, the passion to win, the intensity on the basketball court to try and stop the other guy, play defense, make the game exciting. He, he doesn't remind me of anyone else except for Michael Jordan. And I'm not sitting here – and don't please do not get this, 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 this mixed up. I don't think Russell Westbrook is going to be Michael Jordan from the standpoint of, you know, legacy six championships. Russell Westbrook, if he gets one championship, that's good enough, you know, kind of thing. Russell Westbrook has the athleticism. He's ahead of the curve, like everyone else in the NBA from that perspective. And it's, and it's eerily similar to Michael Jordan. And how can it not be? He just had his seventh triple double in a month. And it's the first time it's been done in 27 years when Michael Jordan did it. I mean, I mean, think just, just fathom that for a moment. This is the greatest thing we've seen I mean, outside of a guy like what Steph Curry's been doing over the whole season, Russell Westbrook, if it wasn't for Steph Curry, if it wasn't for Kawhi Leonard, if everyone, if, if the Spurs and the Warriors were having, you know, non-historic seasons, 
you would hear this guy's name in the MVP conversation. It would happen, and it wouldn't be a debate. He would be in there. He would be in the conversation of he is the best player in basketball. And right now, in my opinion, I know Steph Curry's going to win MVP based upon how the record is for the Golden State Warriors. But Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, is the best point guard in all of basketball. And, and, and I mean, maybe not even point guard, just guard overall. He is the best guard overall. He attacks the rim with ferocity. He is a mixture of Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose was great right now. He is a mixture of, in my opinion, the, the best comparison you can make with Russell Westbrook is a mixture of MVP Derrick Rose from, from five years ago, six years ago, to Michael Jordan from 27 years ago in 1988-1989. That 1988-Michael-Jordan-89-MJ, from a, a three-year span from about 80, 87 to 89, you, you saw Michael Break. Martin missed the jump shot. Quarterman with a nice outlet. Simmons on the move. And he missed the dunk. He tried to punch. Westbrook the way I do, people just don't agree with it, and I just get kicked off the air. So I'm here. I'm on the air. I'm back. Sorry about that. Again, it happens. I don't know what the hell's going on with T-Mobile around here in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know what's going on with Blog Talk Radio, but it is happening, and here I am. I'm back. I was, what I was getting to, and my point was, 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 was Russell Westbrook reminds me a lot of Derrick Rose from 2010 and Michael Jordan from, the 19, from a three-year span in 1987, 1988, and 1989. What, what, what Russell Westbrook is doing is, is, is typifying what the game of basketball should be about, which is getting to the rim, dominating the, dominating the basketball, and making his teammates better. That is, that is the definition of a power guard, if I'm not mistaken. This guy is absolutely crushing it when it comes to his ability to score the basketball, get his teammates involved, and really amp up the crowd and find ways to, get, to, to be entertaining on the basketball court. And not just from the standpoint of being fun and loving, from the standpoint of wanting to win and being intense. That's what this guy's about. That's what this guy does. That's what, how this guy makes a living. And, and what he's doing on the basketball court right now with seven triple doubles in the month of March is, is really unheard of. And the Thunder have also won eight games in a row. They have played great basketball as of late, and, and they're peaking at the right time. They really are. They're peaking with two weeks to go in the regular season, and you're seeing a team in the Oklahoma City Thunder who are more than determined to try and get to the NBA championship this year, which is saying something considering, as we've just mentioned, Spurs and Oklahoma City Thunder, excuse me, the Spurs and the Golden State Warriors are, are just on a mission this year to meet up in the Western Conference Finals. And you're seeing just, just an emphatic performances by Russell Westbrook night in and night out. Hawks beat the Bulls last night, 102 to 100. The Pistons are getting closer and closer to a, to a, uh, a playoff berth as the Bulls lose again. Look, I think the Bulls are done from the standpoint of they're not good enough to make the postseason this year. They have not been playing well enough to do what they're supposed to do to win on a nightly basis. For that being said, I mean, the Bulls are now tied with the Washington Wizards 
The Pistons are two and a half games up on the Wizards and Bulls. You're seeing a circumstance now where I think we're seeing the top eight teams get in the way they're supposed to get in. I've said this before. I think it's going to happen. I think this is how it's going to be. Dallas and Houston are fighting for an eighth spot in the West, where in the East it's, it's really between the Wizards and Bulls and Pistons, and I think the Pistons are going to make it. I think they're going to be the team that gets in in that eighth or seventh spot, and they have a chance to go deep in the postseason if they can avoid the Cavaliers in the first round. I really think that could be the case, and I really think that that could happen in the NBA, but the Bulls are helping them out as they lose against the Hawks 102-100. to Spurs get their 62nd win on the season, 25-12 and on the road, 101-87. to They bench three starters as LaMarcus Aldridge goes up for 31 points, 13 rebounds, and three assists. Another dominating performance by him, and the Spurs get another victory even though they rest their starters against the Grizzlies. Timberwolves beat the Suns 121-116. to um, You know, Carl Anthony Towns, Rookie of the Year, no debate. 27 points, 10, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. What else do you need to say? He's the best big man in basketball at his age, 19 years old. He's the best rookie big man in basketball. And I'll give you two years, three years from now, he's going to be the best big man in basketball. I don't even think it's going to be a debate. Outside of, Carl, outside of a guy like Anthony Davis, I don't see another guy outside of Carl Anthony Towns really taking over the reins as the best big man in basketball. And he's doing it. He's proving it on a nightly basis, rookie of the year, lock it up come April, mid-April. Knicks and Pelicans, an interesting game here as Carmelo Anthony received a hug from a kid in the middle of the game. Look, I don't have a problem with kids loving loving their superstars and whatnot, but it does bring a safety concern considering all the, you know, political stuff going on, the attacks going on across the world. I think kids going up to superstars is uh, opening the door for some ideas. Now, do I really think that there's a big issue in the in the world right now when it comes to you know, uh, safety and whatnot. I mean, that's for other people to debate. But from the standpoint of, you know, the media blowing it up and the media, look, I would understand why people would freak out and think, oh, no, this is the end of the world if they're letting kids run out of the court and hug kid and hug. Because now this is going to get a whole bunch of attention. Kids are going to want to do the same thing. And they're going to have to put police back on the the sideline to keep kids from running out on the court. It's going to happen. I mean, it's just going to happen. And considering it happened last night, I mean, who's to say it won't happen again? Pelicans and Knicks. Pelicans beat the Knicks, though, 99-91 in New Orleans. As Carmelo received a hug from a little kid. Mavericks beat the Nuggets to try and keep themselves afloat in the Western Conference playoff conversation. Nuggets win, uh, Mavericks win 97-88. Nuggets are now 31-44. Mavericks 36-38, and trying to stay afloat in that conversation in the Western Conference, and the biggest loss of Kobe Bryant's career, his worst performance of his career, shot 9% from the field, 1 of 11 from the field overall. The Lakers lose by 48 points, 123 to 75. 15 and 59 now are the Lakers. One of the worst teams in Laker history, if not the worst team in Laker history. The Jazz keep themselves afloat in the Western Conference to try and get into the postseason, and they're now a game up on the Mavericks. And you're talking about a circumstance with the Jazz where they just absolutely laid the wood. Rodney Hood went off last night. Apparently, he had three. He had 11 three-pointers, or not 11 three-pointers, but he had quite. He went. He went 11 of 13 from the field, something like that, and uh, absolutely shut down the Lakers as they dominated last night. Uh, the Jazz did, and uh, Kobe Bryant had probably the worst game of his career. Uh, nine points. One of 11 from the field, Uh, you you can't really get much worse than that. And to see that kind of performance by – and to see that kind of performance by the Jazz on the Lakers is really really sad. Um, Blazers beat the Kings 105-93. to They get another victory, 39-36. Who would have thought the Trailblazers would win 40 games this year? If you raised your hand and said you thought the Trailblazers would win 40 games this year, you're out of your mind. This team is – 
Terry Stotts is winning coach of the year. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says about Tyron Lue. I don't care what anybody says about Luke Walton. Terry Stotts is the best coach in the, in the NBA, period. Look, you lose four of your five starters, and I've said this all year long. You lose four of your five starters. You get one guy to, you get one guy to step up and play as the most improved player in basketball. Damian Lillard really has proven why he is now a bona fide superstar, even though he didn't get the MVP. Or, excuse me, he didn't go to the all-star game, but he's a bona fide superstar. 105-93 to Trailblazers get the victory. 30-39 and 36. They're still hovering in the bottom portion of the Western Conference, but they still have a chance to be in a deep run in the postseason if they get a perfect seed. You never know. They could upset one of the top four teams in the Clippers, Thunder, Spurs, and where I don't think they'll be the Warriors or Spurs. But if they play the Thunder and the Clippers, especially the Clippers, they have a chance to beat the Clippers. Although the Clippers did beat the Celtics last night, 114-90. They are, they are starting to come back and show signs of getting better. And being a team that potentially uh, will knock off a team like the Trailblazers in the postseason – but you have to understand something about the Clippers is that when they get into the postseason, if they get past the first round, that's where it's going to get difficult. And I think they're going to have a tough time. They're going to play a team like Golden State in the second round if they get past the first round. And it's going to be a tough one for the Clippers to go, any, to go deep in the postseason. Can they do it? Sure, they can. But the likelihood of it happening is rare. And for it to even have a chance is, is, is tough. They beat, the, they beat the Celtics last night 114-90. to and, and some news from them as Chris Paul has said that he is not going to be a part of Team USA this year for the Olympics in 2016, reason being he needs his body to rest. Uh, he, he feels like his body is telling him that he could use the time to rest up. And I, you know what? Chris Paul is not a young guy anymore. And for him to say this, I don't see why people would be, you know, uh, amiss, upset about him saying these kind of things. But to be honest, I mean, he's not a young pup anymore. LeBron, I heard, is debating on whether he's going to go or not. Um, this is the kind of stuff that starts to happen with older athletes as they get down the stretch and they want to play in the Olympics. Their body starts to tell them they can't. And I think that from the perspective of how long Chris Paul's been in the NBA, how long Chris Paul's played the game of basketball, I think he's done enough to represent his country and win championships and win uh, gold medals for the, uh, for the United States. I think he's done enough to prove that he is a legit you know, top player in all of basketball for a long period of time. I don't think he needs to go to the Olympics to prove it anymore. I don't think he needs to go back to do what he needs to do to stay, to stay at the top at a point guard position. I think he's fine. I think he's okay when it comes to that position. So I think that they're going to be okay. I think Team USA is going to be fine without him. They have a lot of talent. I believe Russell Westbrook's going to be there. And if Russell Westbrook can go up against, you know, other teams across the country, I, I, across, across, the, across the world, he is going to – I mean, Russell Westbrook's going to dominate by himself. So he doesn't really need – they don't really need uh, Chris Paul. Not to say that he's not a great player, wouldn't be a great asset, but to say that considering he's, he's considering not joining, it's not the end of the world if he's not there. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be fine. So those are your, that's your recap of stories in the NBA when it comes to uh, last night and what happened on a Monday. Uh, some rumors going on in the world of basketball. Um, some talks about Kevin Love and how the Boston Celtics – how Kevin Love and the Boston Celtics story broke down. So apparently Kevin Love was, was, was being talked about being traded to the Celtics uh, during the trade deadline, and, and considering the Cavs tried to offer, you know, too much, basically. Uh, or Boston had a low ball offer uh, from the standpoint of they didn't offer a lot. And, I mean, why not? Why would the Boston Celtics want to offer a ton, of, a ton to get a guy like Kevin Love, who's proven over the last couple of seasons that he isn't much of just a role player? And don't get me wrong, he can play a superstar level if he wanted to, but is he really worth a ton of picks, a ton of moves, a ton of this? A ton of... No, he's not. He's really not worth all that. And so who would, who, who would be as shocked if the Celtics didn't offer a very low offer to try and get him? 
just to bait the Cavs and see if they had an idea of doing it. And so from that perspective, for him not to go to the Celtics, it, it doesn't shock me from that perspective. For, for people to say that, oh, you know, the Cavs, they, they, they're, they're cheapos on trying not to trade Kevin Love, and why didn't they try at least get something for Kevin Love? Look, Kevin Love still helps them. Kevin Love still helps that team get better, and, and they're still a very, very, very good – look, Cleveland's 52-21. and 21. They're still a great team. They're the, they're the third best team in, in, in all of the NBA. And everyone looks at them as like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're playing terrible. They're not that good. They're not – look, people, 52-21 and 21 in any other season this time of the year with two weeks to go is a fantastic record. A fantastic record. Golden State and San Antonio are just blowing you away with their expectations. Look, the Warriors are 66-7. and seven. The Spurs are 62-12. and 12. These are two of the greatest teams we've ever seen, ever. And it doesn't matter if one of them doesn't win a title because one of them won't win a title. One of them won't make it to the NBA Finals. But we're, gonna, we're seeing two of the best teams we've ever seen. And if I think they played in any other, any other year, you know, over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, they might win, they might win multiple titles. So we're seeing what's happening in, with, with Golden State and San Antonio as some of, the greatest, you know, some of the greatest teams we're ever going to see. And to compare the Cavs to that is not fair. I mean, do the, should the Cavs be up there with them? Sure. But, but are they going to? No. Not every team is going to play perfect like those two teams. I've said that before in the past. Let's move on. And let's move on to the uh, next couple of topics here uh, in the NBA. Again, tonight is a special TNT NBA night in the NBA. Uh, if you'd like to join SeatGeek now, get the, get the app on the SeatGeek app uh, on, uh, on the Apple iTunes our Apple Pot, our Apple App Store. Feel free to jump in and find that if you can, uh, and move forward with that circumstance as much as you can, um, and, and join that there. And there's people knocking Kobe Bryant for what he did last night, which is interesting to me. Look, if Kobe Bryant had done this three, four, five years ago, getting blown out like he did last night, I would say it's time to call it a career. The guy has already called it. You know, by the end, you know, he called it back in November that this was his last year. And knowing that he is calling it a career and knowing that his season is, is over in, in, within the next 10 games or next two weeks, I mean, people bashing him and, and calling this the worst, you know, this is embarrassing and this is not a way to see Kobe Bryant end his career. How many players have we seen end their career in a very un, unreasonable fashion? Look at, look at MJ. MJ ended his career with the Wizards. He should have ended his career after winning his sixth finals. He should have. He should have ended his career like that. He didn't. Allen Iverson ended his career with multiple different teams. He ended his career ultimately retiring away from the game of basketball, not on his own terms. Kobe Bryant ending his career getting absolutely destroyed by below average basketball teams or, or average basketball teams and looking horrible doing it. Look, Ken Griffey Jr., other sports, Ken Griffey Jr., retired after basically going 0 for 19 in his last, like, three games. He just left the sport. He just disappeared. Retired, disappeared, never came back for like two months. No one knew what happened to him, and that was how his career ended. Barry Bonds, his career ended ugly. You know, you, you, you keep going down the line, and very few athletes in their career have ended gracefully, perfectly gracefully. You know, the only one that comes to mind, honestly, in his career to end perfectly gracefully is Derek Jeter. Maybe a guy like Cal Ripken, too. Cal Ripken probably ended his career gracefully. Um, you've seen other players, Magic, Magic Johnson didn't end gracefully. He had AIDS, HIV, had HIV. And his circumstance, you know, was not obviously for the par. He came back four or five years later and played for, you know, half a season. But he didn't end gracefully. 
Uh, how many players in, in the world of basketball who are legends have ended their career gracefully? I mean, you name a guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he ended gracefully. Larry Bird had serious injuries late in his career to end his career. He did not look good at all late in his career. I mean, you could see it everywhere you, when he went. He, he was just limbering. He could barely do anything. You know, Dominique Wilkins did not end his career in Atlanta. He ended it with the Spurs. You know, he, he did not look the same. Sean Kemp, I can keep going. These guys did not end their careers on the greatest of notes, the legends have. So people to knock Kobe Bryant, for him to be playing horribly at this point in time of the season, considering he's about to retire, is a joke to me. It's, it's a flat-out embarrassment. For you to say that Kobe Bryant is, is an embarrassment right now to the league, an embarrassment to himself, get a, get a grip, get a hold of yourself, understand that, that, that this, this guy has had enough played over his career, 20 years in the league, Playing the way he's playing, there's nothing to really say other than the fact that he's still a legend. No one's going to remember this final year in his career, and the people who do are negative Nancys. They flat out are. They, they don't understand that this guy, for basically the first 17, 18 years of his career, was one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And there was a 15-year stretch where he really did own the league, run the league the way he did, and was the best shooting guard in his position, period. There was no debate. For about a 15-year stretch, he was the best player in his position, and there was no debate. You know, his first, his first couple of years, three years, you know, maybe you could make the debate that obviously Allen Iverson was in there with him. Obviously, when he was a rookie, Michael Jordan was still in the league. Um, but when it comes to a good maybe, – maybe, maybe a 12-, 13-year stretch instead. Because his first three or four years, when before they'd won titles, he was a great shooting guard, but he wasn't the best shooting guard in the league. He was just young, very good, but young. Um, but come 2001 – after they won the title over the 76ers, that was when you knew Kobe Bryant was, I think, in my opinion, I felt like he was the best shooting guard in the league. I thought Allen Iverson was still great, but after they won their back-to-back titles, I was like, okay, Kobe Bryant clearly is proving himself to be one of the best players in the league. And then in 2003, I mean, that was when he really took the next step and became, a, like, really legendary and was great with Shaq. Shaq carried them the first two years. Kobe really helped them in that third year. Um, even though they played the Nets and they dominated the Nets, Kobe Bryant really proved it that year. But after that, 04, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 010, you know, even 2011 and 2012 when he got hurt uh, in 2012 or 2013 when he got hurt, he was still considered the best shooting guard in the league. I mean, I know you had Dwayne Wade. I know you had a couple other players come around, you know, and do things. But but Kobe Bryant was still unanimously the best shooting guard in the league for a solid 10, 13-year stretch in his career. You know, those other seven were when he was young and now, the last couple of years. You know, he hasn't been unanimous as the best shooting guard in the league for the last, you know, two, three years. So a solid 12, 15-year stretch of his career, he was the best player at his position. And to, to, to people to say, oh, he's looking bad. and Look, he's done this. Other, other players have done this at their position late in their career. For them to knock, knock this guy and what he's done, just because he's having a bad couple of months in the final, the final, final stretch run of his career, you need to check yourself in the mirror because I can guarantee you when you're about to end your life or not, not to say you're going to kill yourself or anything, but, but if you're going to end, if you're going to, when your life comes down to an end, don't sit here and tell me it's going to end gracefully. It won't. Majority of us won't have our lives or have our career or have our, you know, whatever circumstance that comes to an end, it doesn't generally end gracefully. Kobe Bryant is just another example of that. It's not to knock his career. It's not to knock how he's going out. You all are living in prisoners of the moment. You're prisoners of the moment to think that Kobe Bryant and how he's ending his career is embarrassing because it's not. This is how it happens. This is how your career ends. 
it ends ungracefully for the most part. Remember the good times. Remember the times when this guy was the best player in the league for a five-year, six-year stretch. There was no debate about that. From about 05 till about 2011, this was the best player in basketball at his position and probably top five player in the league. No debate. So I just want to leave it at that. For those of you knocking on Kobe Bryant, you need, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, let's get to this uh, – get to these games for tonight on TNT Tuesday. Obviously, uh, not NBA TV Tuesday, but it's a TNT Tuesday. Bulls and Pacers, big-time game for the Bulls, big-time game for the Pacers. I think the Pacers will get it done. Nets and Magic. Magic and Nets, they're not going to make the postseason. They're both eliminated. Hornets and 76ers expect the Hornets to get that one. Thunder and Pistons, look, big game for both teams. I think the Pistons will get it done. They, they, they need to win this game to get the 40 wins and really take that hump to get into the postseason as, as the Eastern Conference team. Rockets, Cavaliers, look, the Cavaliers should be favored. But don't be shocked if the Rockets come out and play hard. Wizards and Warriors, look, everyone's going to watch this game for the historical perspective as the Wizards or the Warriors are going for their 67th victory of the season and their 36th win at home to, to stay undefeated at home. That's our show today on the Hoopers Log. Thank you again for listening. For everybody, uh, I enjoyed, uh, obviously, pooping out there at the end. Uh, very frustrating as it's been happening really quite often here over the last couple of days. It's been rather frustrating, but uh, for for uh, for me to be here and for us to to have this chat on the radio again, I thank you so much for all that uh, all you do for all those that listen out there on the Apple Podcast, for those of you that listen are listening live, for those of you that that call in from time to time. I don't I don't know what Andrew's up to. I think Andrew's been sick lately. Uh, again, I know Jonathan Wagner works during the day, uh, but hopefully those guys will all come back. And as I've told you in the past, this show will turn to days here in the next uh, week or so, or in the next couple of weeks. Definitely April 11th will be the first nighttime show that we do with me as your host. So that will be how it works. Episode 106 is in the books, and we have about a minute left on the show. Episode 106 in the books. Episode 107 tomorrow on a on ESPN Wednesday here on the Hoopers Log for March 30th. We'll be here tomorrow, same time, same place. And we'll give you the inside scoop on what's going on in the world of basketball. Obviously, we've been talking a lot of NBA, talking a lot of college basketball, talking a lot of this, talking a lot of that. But the NBA playoffs are around the corner here in two weeks. We will give you our predictions for what's going to happen in the NBA postseason once that comes around. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy the basketball. I will get the top ten performances up for you on Friday. And I'll do it for you on Friday. But I'll be back tomorrow with you here at the same time, same place, on the Hoopers Log through CLNS Radio in the CP Studios. My name is Timo Buckets. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy yourself.